When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. All right, back with another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast, a very special episode of Causeway Street. I am Josue Pavone. He is Joel Pavone. Sean Dutra is going to be joining us after our very special guest, who is Anna Horford, old friend of the show, one of our go-to interviews, one of our favorite people we like to bring on. And we haven't talked to her for a while, but the news of Al Horford coming back to Boston made me hit up Anna and say, yo, we're doing an episode immediately or as soon as she could, obviously. And that's today. Welcome into a brand new episode, a new era of Celtics basketball, I'm calling it right now. And Al Horford is Brad Stevens' very first move on the job. I love it. Yeah, Joel will get his take on it, of course. But first things first, Anna, how did, how did you first find out about it, one? And number two, how do you feel about your brother, Al Horford, heading back to Boston? Yeah, so, I mean, we found out very recently. I've been telling people, like, when it comes to the NBA world, you don't know things are a sure thing until they're a sure thing. So we always hoped, yeah, yeah, we always hoped and dreamed. And I feel like we kind of wished this into existence just because we've been wanting to get back to Boston for the past couple seasons. But the whole family is super excited. We can't wait. Um, we had such an amazing welcome back into like the Boston family yesterday. Oh, yeah. Your Twitter um, must have been going media. nuts. Yeah, your Twitter must have been yeah. popping. My, I think my initial tweet on like, we're back, it's gotten almost 25,000 likes, which is fans, crazy. The fans have been missing it. You know, they've been missing yeah. the, 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 the shade, the Anna Horford. I mean, because mm-hmm. Anna, we all know you bleed green, right? Now you don't yeah. have to hide it. You, you know, you have I to know. hide it for a couple of years. <laughs> But we didn't even really hide it. Like, we were really yeah. bad at hiding it. So, I mean, you guys know, we never really, like, left. Right, that's true. But at the same time, Anna, people got it, they got it twisted, though, okay? Because you were yeah. always supporting Al, okay? It wasn't like you were rooting for the Celtics. You were showing love, but you were always uh, were rooting for Al, whether he was a member of the 76ers or whether he was a member of Oklahoma City Thunder. So, that, that's let that be true. You know, let that, stay, you know, people need to get that get that clear, I feel like. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, over the past season, uh, well, over the past, like, year and a half, you know, with all that's been going on globally, like, how I know, was, how was Al, transition. yeah, how was Al, like, transitioned from going from Philly to Oklahoma City, and now, obviously, going back to Boston now? It's just been a whirlwind of a 16-month 
period so far. <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy. <laughs> for real. And not for nothing. Oklahoma, I mean, like, that's that, that, that's quite a play. You know, that's a different different uh, vibe compared to Philly and Boston. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think moving to Philly for him was a bit rough as far as, like, trying to find his place um, in that system and trying to gain some, like, fans and appreciation along the way. So I think that was kind of an issue. Our family didn't really click with the Philly fan base as much as we did with Atlanta, Boston, and Oklahoma, to be honest. Um, I keep telling everyone, like, Oklahoma City was so welcoming. They welcomed us with open arms. The fans were so nice. So They got a a bright future ahead of them, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, They've got a great front office and great fans. and. So, yeah, so Oklahoma, amazing, Philly, Rocky, but we are happy to be home for sure. You know, I'm heading into this offseason, like, you can attest to this, right? Because I sent you, we, we talk every now and then, we catch up, you know, and like I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I was like, man, get this done, Boston, somehow. Kemba Walker, Al Horford, you know, the contracts match, you know, make it work. And here we are, you know, it, it, it happened. But heading into this, you know, new era, I'm calling it, because obviously Brad Stevens is in a different place than he was. You know, when last time Al Horford was coming to Boston, but just tell me about what what do you think in the sense of when you think about what, what Al was to the team, that role that he's in, now he's coming back to you know, essentially the same core. But I, I think what's so special about it is that now that Tatum and Brown are all stars, they progress. Like just talk about that relationship and how that dynamic was for someone like Al to come back to this team. Cause I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now, Anna, that role that he had, whether it was on the court or off the court in the locker room, no one has really replaced that, at least at least if you ask me. So now that he's coming back, I think that's a huge, huge addition, you know, just for those guys in particular, the two all-stars. But just talk about the, their relationship and and, and what, what who Al was essentially to that team to this team, to this core. I think with Al coming back to Boston, it means like dad's back, <laughs> like dad of the team is yes, back. Yes, exactly. And yeah. I think Jalen and Jason are gonna be really stoked on it. Um in multiple interviews since he left. They talked about just what a great veteran presence he was and how he, you know, he was always the go-to person for advice, for wisdom, for whatever. And so I think he's going to take up that role again. I think Al also is just kind of watching from afar and has been so proud of these young guys and how much they've done and how much they've progressed. And so I think just having that steady presence is going to be you know, major for the team as a whole, major for their chemistry. So yeah, I think it's a really good thing. I think Al's excited to kind of be able to be a mentor again and to also, you know, um, to step in and, and fill a role. So yeah, I think I think he's really stoked on it. Yeah, I mean, obviously now uh, it's a little different. You're, you're going to have a different head coach coming in, uh, essentially a, another point guard. This, yeah. this is going to be Al's third point guard here mm-hmm. in Boston. So I'm hoping, you know, pretty sure that the majority of Southern fans as, as well is that his role is not really going to change as, yeah. he, as he comes back into the fold on the court. Obviously, every time you touch the ball offensively, like good things happen. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that whoever they choose as a coach realizes that because I felt like that was the big issue in Philly. You know, Brett Brown just didn't know how to use Al mm-hmm. Horford. And I would agree. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) facts. And obviously it didn't work out, but I felt like had he had a different coach, then things would have been different. I mean, 
maybe not good for the Celtics How about fans. The one they have now? <laughs> yeah, right. Um. You know, I really, I was really, I was really like banking on that. But anyway, it, was, it worked out. It worked out, right? So he's coming, yeah, he's and everything back. happens for a reason. I feel like you know his journey. There's a reason it brought him back to Boston, and I think we're just all really looking forward to. It. I think that people are actually also going to be surprised by the team next year. Like I just. I'm telling you guys right now, I have a really good feeling about things like coming up. So I would not sleep on this team at all. I think it's going to be great. And they're going to be so fun to watch. And I can't wait to get back like to TD Garden. Hey, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a, a, a question about the, the coaching position here. And obviously, you know, it's 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 hard for you to, to, to answer what Al thinks or, or whatever. But I want to hear your opinion, your honest opinion about um, race and how much that matters in this and, and you know, choosing a, a, a person of color to, to lead this team. You know, Jalen Brown put up an interesting tweet talking about uh, which remaining coaches or well, one of them got eliminated. Um, well, actually, no, he didn't get eliminated, actually. He pointed out the amount of uh, African-American coaches that are still in the playoffs right now. Uh, I right. was just thinking about the Utah Jazz, but actually, no, Quinn Snyder is actually not black, so <laughs> he just got eliminated. Last time I checked, no. Yeah, so now that's even more. I guess this, that that tweet even resonates more now. But um, how relevant is that? Do you think for for these players? You know, this obviously what's been going on with uh, the awful murder of, of George Floyd and what that did to the country. And now, you know, one year removed, the Boston Celtics have a vacant you know coaching job, and there's a lot of chatter that, or let's let's face it, a lot of pressure um, on this organization to pick a, a coach of a, per- a person of color to to lead this to lead this team. How relevant do you think that is in today and with this team in particular? I mean, I feel like there is a need for more uh, coaches of color in the NBA just because look at the players, you know, compared to the to the coaches. And obviously, um, white coaches vastly outnumber uh, coaches of color. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to get the best person for the job. But I think what a lot of people don't understand are these people of color, these men of color, um, a lot of them are the best people for the job. So it would be really great to see them in these like head coaching positions mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I think that would mean a lot to the players. I mean, I just think um, it's unfortunate how like I, I feel like black coaches they have like a short leash. Like they yeah, get like they a do. season, like yeah. tops. Yeah. Sometimes not even a whole season, and they're out. Yeah. And it's just like, well, wait a minute. Like maybe you should have let that ride for a little bit, see what happens. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. They don't get as much wiggle room, and exactly. they also, right. I mean, like anything in the United States, you have to be twice as good mm. to you know so, to prove rise to the exact same level right. um as you know many of like our white counterparts and that's just that's just america like it sucks yeah. but yeah what kind, of, what kind of conversations have you have you and al had just overall in terms of uh everything that's been going on in the country obviously glo- globally uh mm-hmm. Has it like affected him in one way or another, no matter where where he's made his stops over the last like year, year and a half? Yeah, no, of course. I mean, I think obviously everyone is very aware of like our social justice issues in this country and he's aware of them as well. It just, it's really difficult because if you speak out, people are going to have something negative to say about it. If you don't speak out, and you do stuff behind the scenes, people are going to have something negative to say. You know what I mean? So it's almost yeah. like you can't win no matter what. But I would just say, like, you see the people like Jalen Brown and Kyrie and, like, some other people around the league who are really, like, social justice activists. I can say, like, for me personally, that's the type of player I would be. But that's because I'm outspoken. I don't really care, <laughs> you know, what anyone 
has to say and stuff and I can take the backlash. And I think a lot of players just prefer to fly under the radar a bit. That doesn't mean they're not supporting these issues and stuff, but it just means that they're doing it in other ways or they're a bit low key about it. So I think we need to just like be aware of that and just be like open and respectful to everyone's journeys. Definitely. Definitely. All right. And this is my, my last question for me. You know, you, you, you said dad is back. I, I like that, but I just want you to just elaborate a bit. Cause I don't think, everyone may not understand what you meant by that. And, and the way I interpret it is, yeah, Alex is the type of person going to get in players' faces, but I just feel like his presence and the way he leads, he leads by example. How, how mm-hmm. true is that? You know, like, is that what you meant? Or, or I'll let you explain it exactly. Yeah, no, I just meant that he really has stepped into like the team dad role. So if mm-hmm. he sees one of the younger guys, you know, like doing something that he wouldn't do, or he doesn't think it's a good idea necessarily, He's going to pull him to the side, you know, put a hand on his back and explain Mm -hmm. to him why he thinks, you know, he should do it differently. Or like, it's more of like, it's not an aggressive, like screaming in your face kind of thing. Right. Or or in front of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Or in front of everyone. But Al doesn't need to do that because they just already respect him so much that when he speaks, they listen, you know, like they really respect him as a person and as a player. And so, yeah, that's just what I meant by it, is that he you has the respect a, to the younger guys and stuff. Right, exactly. You know, it was a, a big testament to that. Uh, before the season started, Robert Williams said, look, I'm going to make a big stride this year, this, that, and the other. Oh, by the way, Al Horford has a whole lot to do with that. I don't talk mm-hmm. about this enough, but, you know, my first year, like, Al was huge, huge example for me. Checked in with me, still sends me text messages. And he didn't have to say the rest. The way I looked at it was, well, yeah, I mean, when he got drafted, that Time Lord nickname, that wasn't a good, that wasn't for a good reason. Like, you know, he didn't show up on time. He missed his flight. So I was like, I can 100% see Al sending him a text or just mm-hmm. reaching out being like, hey, man, like, if you need a wake up call or yep. you, need a lift to, you need a lift to practice, I got you, you know? Yeah, he so, tries like, to let them know, like, what they do sets a precedent and exactly it makes right. a difference. Your reputation is everything. Being a professional is everything. Taking care of your body, being around yeah. the right people. Um, he gives some advice on all of that. You know, if he sees a rookie out there um, getting private jets left and right, he's like, uh, how much was your contract again? You need to be smart about this. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. should we be doing that? <laughs> right, you know, yeah, like he's right. fully. Um, he's like, protect the bag. Come on. Yeah. yeah pay and, your money. <laughs> and just sharing like what he's learned and what he's seen being in the NBA for so long now. Like. Yeah, he's seen thought, so much. I thought that was so cool. I'm like, man, he hasn't been here for two seasons, and Robert Williams is starting his his his, his media day press conference talking about how. Like, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, I yeah can, definitely. I, I can just imagine too. Uh, you know, Moses Brown, who he's coming along with with right. Al to to Boston, how he's probably been a, a big mentor to him because I mean, when when they shut down Al for the rest of the season because they you know they couldn't find a deal for him at the trade deadline. That was that was his role. Moses Brown right. stepped in and and he got a he got a contract. He went from a a two way player to a, a multi year deal, and and now he's on his way to Boston. So I mean that's that pays dividends, you know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, my my last question is taking uh, the sibling factor out of this. Um, how much do you think Al has in the tank? You know, it's going to be those the naysayers. Oh, he's two years removed from his All Star days. You know, he's thirty five. Um, that contract is too big, quote unquote, for someone his age. How much does he still have in the tank, and how much is he going to prove these naysayers wrong in the next coming season? Yeah, I mean, 
I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. He obviously got so much rest towards the end of this season, but the first half of the season when he was playing, if you look at his numbers, they were solid. Um, OKC was also consistently winning. So, you know, they had to basically sit him. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Al, that's not what we do here. You know, settle down. (laughs) So I think he's ready to, like, prove everyone wrong. He's gotten plenty of rest. He takes really good care of his body. I think he has several years left in his tank. And, you know, you guys know playoff Al. That's a completely different player. And when the Celtics get that back, I mean... We'll see. Joel Embiid's probably going to be shaking in his boots. But, uh, <laughs> the we, robbery's back. Let's you know, go. We will see. I know that they were not fans of Al resigning um, with the Celtics, and there's a reason for that. If they weren't worried about it, they wouldn't care. So exactly. Look out, oh, Bam. Man, I can't wait. Look out onto the Kumpo. Big Al. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. All we the rivalries, this is back. I mean, it's, it's for me, Al, it's, it's on both ends. You know, the Joel, you talked about a little bit, the, how the offense would just flow better. And he's, he's such an underrated passer. You know, it's not just about, oh, yeah, he passes well for a big. No, he's just, he's a good passer. Not for mm-hmm. a big. He's just a good passer. And yeah. that was something that, that was, that was tough to watch sometimes with the Celtics because the offense would get so stagnant. Guys want to mm-hmm. play hero ball. You oh, go, yeah. I go. You know, Tatum yeah. and Brown taking turns. It's like, no, that, that's just not what, we were yep. seeing for three He's plus gonna years. He's going to help with the flow. Exactly. It's going to be a completely different story. So yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I can't hope wait. everyone's ready. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Southern fans. I don't, I don't think the Southern are done here. I don't think this roster is the final product. But this is a huge step in the right direction for sure. That's, that's what I believe. Oh, yeah. The pick and pop on offense. The, the – uh, uh, the, just the, the anchoring of the defense as well. Yes. Right. It's, yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be good. Right. For sure. Anna, I can't thank you enough. I know we'll have you back on. Anna Horford, of course, sister of Al Horford, also the host of the uh, Horford Happy Hour. Season three, Taboo Topics is out now. Wherever you listen to your podcast, check her out. Of course, follow her on Twitter. Subscribe, subscribe. Yo, Twitter is going to be so fun this year with Anna back. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's going to be entertaining as hell. Yo, a lot of, <laughs> like, a lot of the local outlets, that's that's the first thing they said. Yo, Al is back <laughs> and Anna's back. Yo, that's what it yo, is. Sean Grady, Sean Grady, the voice of the of Celtics radio, put out a tweet being like, yo, the news is about Al, but also, like, this is a huge story because Anna Horford is back, you know, for Celtics yeah. fans. I so love it. I love it. Everyone's guys, rejoicing everyone's right amazing. now in the city. Yeah. We're excited. <laughs> I'm excited to be back. We gotta get you. We gotta fun. get you back to Boston soon. I'm sure before the season starts, or at least right when the season starts. Either way, yeah. we'll see you soon for sure. Definitely, definitely. Thank, thank you, Anna. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, guys. Bye. This episode of the College Street Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA and the NHL are in full swing now. Now, BetOnline.ag isn't just about sports. If you don't want to bet on sports, BetOnline has other options such as award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Now, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Now, don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% Welcome bonus with your first deposit, betonline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is good. This is a step in the right direction. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped up, man. And, and, and joining us, 
on the podcast, his own podcast, pulling up late. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't give. I won't give Sean too much grief, man. It was, it was a scheduled conflict. You know, obviously when things like this happen, no one knew freaking Al Hofer was going to be coming to Boston anytime soon. But uh, Sean Duke, show what's going on? Joining re- rejoining the the Causeway Street podcast, man. Come on down here, man. I, you know you you live here. Come on, you don't act like you don't own this place. Yeah, what up? What up? Uh, I, uh, I, I can't believe I missed Anna Horford, bro. Jesus. I know, I know. But she'll be back soon. It's the first of many visits. You know, she's, what's this, like the third time, fourth time we've had her on? So, Yeah, she's probably up there with one of the, the, the most the top top performances on uh, Call of <laughs> Top performances. That was weird. Don't say it like that. Most times on a podcast? I mean, it's got to, I mean, Zach doesn't fucking count. But like, Maybe Christian Arcand and, and oh oh I see what you're saying. Uh, most you talking about like most appearances. Oh, I thought you meant like most like people uh, tuned into. Uh, oh no, no, I don't. I don't even fucking know <laughs> how we do with that. So I don't know. All right, well, Ducha, take us through the take us through your your emotions when you when you find out. Okay, the, the, the Boston Celtics, Brad Stevens pulling the trigger for people who thought that he was too. Uh, I don't know. People were afraid that we don't know if Brad Stevens is going to be able to trade Kemba Walker or if he'll do it. Right away, yep. He, he was he was ready. He's about that life. He traded Kemba Walker, Oklahoma City Thunder, along with the uh, the, the number sixteenth pick in this year's draft, uh, a twenty twenty five second rounder that's going to Oklahoma City. Al Horford, the uh, the guy this team has been missing, this culture has been missing, comes back. Moses Brown comes back. Uh, the Celtics direction. You got a a twenty twenty three second round pick here uh, going coming to Boston. So. I don't know, man. I like this deal. I like this deal. But what did you what did you think? I loved it, man. I thought it was great. I thought it was going to be nearly impossible to trade Kemba in this offseason. Uh, I was last last episode. I think we were talking about it and we were sort of, uh, I don't know if any of these things are going to work, bro. Uh, to get Al Horford and Moses Brown. Moses Brown is a very good young center. He flashed last year and they and yeah, it wasn't a flash in the pan, man. It was like intense, bro. Like they, people weren't putting up these numbers, so uh, they, you know, I, I, I think it's a great move. I think it's a great step uh, for Brad Stevens to sort of make this team his own. Uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's also interesting that Danny Ainge had multiple uh, chances to try to get first off Al Horford, secondly trade Kemba, and. It seems like Brad Stevens came in and, and wasn't trying to like overwhelmingly win the deal, but make the deal happen. You know what I mean? Where like Danny's not doing this deal. Let's just put it that way. Danny's not making this deal because he's not giving up the first round pick. You let's, think so? Let's be honest. No way Danny does. I, I feel like this has Danny vibes. For real. <laughs> no, this has, this has Danny's fingerprints on it because yeah, of uh, the, Moses. The, the Moses Brown thing. Yeah, because yeah, the, way, uh, the way he sees it is, Oh, I just picked Moses Brown for you know the number sixteen pick. Which exactly. if you look at the draft. I don't know, man. I may be I may be wrong in a couple of years or so, but I don't know if there's a Moses Brown lingering around the sixteenth pick in this year's draft. I mean, definitely not. I mean, but but I mean, they're always. It. I think you, I think you live with that trade off because you're like, well, all right, you know, we we already saw, yeah, what this guy looks like, and we we, we like what we we like what we saw <laughs> against I, us. I think that Danny Ainge knows that, like, if I give up a first round pick. That now I can't use that first round pick to trade for somebody else. You know what I mean? Or, or that, so I don't think Danny Ainge does this deal. I think this is a Brad Stevens straight up. I want Al Horford back. He's good for the culture. He's a great person to coach. He's helped this team. 
He'd be a positive influence. You save so much money next year in the cap. You get a young guy in Moses Brown, and like you, the, you know, the Kemba, the Kemba experiment, and the Kemba like, will he play? Won't he play? That hurts the team, man. Like I love yeah, Kemba. That might, that might keep going for a few more months into the season, man. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, not knowing what you're gonna get from your your number three guy is. It's like the Gordon Hayward thing all over again, man. Like it's better off not having them if you can't tr- you can't count on it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I love the trade. Love absolutely love the trade. Yeah, I man. I felt like you had to trade him if you were going to trade Kemba. It had to have been as quickly as possible. You know, after the past week of conflicting reports, if you know the team and Kemba really wanted to part ways, and then uh, Kemba's cousin coming out saying no, that's not true, and then like. It was going to turn out to be like a PR nightmare if this deal wasn't done when it happened, you know, and and this and this was the best deal. I feel like that that the Celtics could get as quickly as they got it. Right. Yeah. So with that being said, um, I feel like Moses Moses Brown is a is is a Robert Williams insurance policy sort of type of thing, because even if Robert Williams is healthy next season, you upgraded your your, your front court, essentially. Right. You You got more depth. Coming off the bench, whether you, whether, you know, um, whatever coach comes in here and wants to start or, or bench whoever. I know most assume that Trishan Thompson is gone, but at this point, you just, you're just trying to see what the other shoe is going to drop in terms of getting another point guard, you know, resigning yeah, so on, Evan Fournier or, you know, so on, someone's probably going to go. I, I think it's Trishan, you know, I but think, yeah. I think it's Rob Williams. Yeah. I think it might be Rob too, to, to uh, honestly, because, um, I think they, they need a legit point guard and you're not going to be able to trade Tristan Thompson. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you may, you may toe. have to put them together. Yeah, you may plus, have to put them together. Plus that turf toe could be a lingering thing. Like, yeah, but there's there's teams. Oh no, that- I'm not opposed to it. I'm just I, I just don't know if 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 it's a uh, if it's something that the Celtics just going to do just to do. But you know, if if you if you put them together with with, with Thompson, sort of like because I'm thinking I'm thinking of cap here, right? Yeah, you know, Thompson that 11 mil, you you match that with what is it, six mil or something close to that 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 Robertson. Maybe you can get yourself. Uh, a starting point guard, you know, somewhere in somewhere in, in, in yeah. the league, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because well, everyone else saw saw Robert Williams struggle with that toe as well. So yeah, that's a tougher sell. Just looks at Robert Williams and says, "Hey, if I'm a, like a middling team, like would I rather have like a, a ni- my nice point guard, or I'd rather have this guy that could possibly, you know, explode into what, what we've seen flashes Rob Williams can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. That's, that's, and now, and now you don't have the 16th pick to dangle, you know, with the, with that yeah, that's true. package deal. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But let's not forget too, that uh, Brad here created a, I think it's a 6.9 million trade exception in this deal as well. That's true. He did do that. He did do that. <laughs> so see, that's a, that's a, that's a fucking Danny Ainge thing. Right see, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> I think this guy, Danny Ainge fingerprints of, all over this, Danny all over this trade. One-on-one. Yeah. Yo, Danny and Brad, they they went over that in week seven of the, of the program, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How right. to create you know a TV? He just points at the. He just points at the. <laughs> he's got like a, a freaking a smart screen or whatever. He just says T P E. Yep. That's like three right. right. most letters and GMing. T Brad. Brad goes. Ha ha. This must be your favorite chapter, huh, Danny? <laughs> Brad is like, I couldn't wait for as this. I folds, couldn't wait for this chapter. As he pulls his leg over. <laughs> now, a TPE, even if it's only five hundred grand, it's still very useful. Okay, going forward, when you want to, you know, you know, wheel and deal here. Okay, 
Like this is the guy. Okay. You want to listen to me. You want to, you want to understand, you have to learn that TPE business is not everybody's, it's not everybody's calling. Okay. Hey Danny, can can I just say real quick though, that Hayward thing, what a fucking heist, man. I mean, seriously. (laughs) Well, you know, it doesn't always Always work out in your favor, so I suggest you use that eleven whatever's left of it as soon as possible. Okay, <laughs> you know the Boston media is going to be all over you for that if you don't get if you don't use that so at some point. Oh uh, man, yeah, man, yeah. Just, we'll just, see what happens, man. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, the, the Moses Brown part is just like it's just it's perfect. I, I think that's where you you look at the train and you say, I don't think you get a, you get better value out there for for, for Kemba Walker. Yo, he's no. He's his yeah. his contract is worth like five million dollars for the next like three years, four years. Yeah. And it's all non guaranteed. So it's you know, like you know who you know who he reminds me of in the uh, <laughs> was like just send him to the G League. Fuck it. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but that's where he came from. So you know he's Yo, he's know, earned he's earned his stripes, in my opinion. He reminds me of the Jay Crowder piece in like the Rondo trade, bro. Like a mm. full contract, like right. over. Like you're not really throwing, but it, when he plays, he, you know he's impactful. I think I think he's going to be an absolute steal, bro. I mean, Sway Sway and I know all about Moses Brown, dog, on our fantasy team last year. That guy, <laughs> oh yeah, we oh, do. Is that, is that why you all extra excited? Yeah, I Moses mean, Brown saved us a couple of couple of wins, back to back weeks, man. Yo, I was, two game winning streak. Yeah, I was excited because yeah. I was like, yo, this is the same dude that got like 19 rebounds in the first half of like you know. Yeah, Juju like, and I were like. Oh, we know Moses Brown. And I was like, yo, this. I was hip to Moses Brown before he did that shit. Bro, bro. 30 and 20 the other night, dog. Bro. (laughs) Like, immediately after that game. Sean and I were like, you think that was cool? Bro, he had 17 rebounds against the Nets the other night (laughs) or whatever. I'm just kidding. Like, we knew all about his fucking track record. Immediately after (laughs) that Celtics game, he, he, his two way deal turned into a, 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 a regular NBA contract. Like, all right. Know what they did? You know no, no, did? it was it was eighteen rebounds against the Timberwolves. My bad. I want to get that. It was like two games before the Celtics. Now, yeah. yo, Celtics, Celtics better watch out. Like he's gonna do something against Boston. He went off. They made him put twenty rebounds in the first half. That was insane. Uh, no. Nineteen, but yeah, still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they shut him down because he was too good. Like yeah. the OKC was like, "Whoa, we yeah. can't be winning games right now, dog." Like, yo, you and Al, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like you, like Al, because yeah, because they also got that guy from um, Philadelphia when they traded uh, Danny Green. Man. Danny Green. Yeah, Danny who, Green. Who the hell? Who the hell? They, they got the they got the shooter. I don't know. They got a big the, the Philly <laughs> your favorite player. player. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Moses Brown is going to be an absolute beast, and I, I honestly, if I'm sitting here. And you said you have to choose one, Moses Brown or Robert Williams. I may take Moses Brown at this point. Really? Well, I mean, at this Jerusalem zone, huh? I mean, look, part of the seas here in Boston already. Anyways, yo, wait, wait, well, here we go. Watch the, uh, yo, the the first big game he has. Look out for the Globes headline. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yo, but he's he's parted by Moses. The Timberwolves were parted by Moses, right. or whatever the freaking thing. He's essentially a taller Robert Williams if you look at it, and. Younger by a few well, years. He's a less athletic Robert Williams, though. But like, he doesn't have as much jump in his game. But he's taller. Yeah. Well, well I mean, let me ask you something. He's a rim protector and a rebounder. Sean, Sean had a you had a you had a funny point. Well, it wasn't really a point, but it, it seemed like you were you were alluding to the fact that this is one obviously Brad Stevens' guy, which I think we all agree with. But yeah. I, I love how you put it. 
in in, in context of his relationship with with Danny Ainge this season. Like, do you do you honestly think at the end of the season, Danny was just kind of like, okay, Brad, now go ahead and get your boy, go get your guy Al. You know, here you go. Let me, let me guess, is that going to be your first move? Huh? Huh? Is that what you're going to do first? Like, yeah, you know, right. Brad just kind of like teasing going. him. Brad just shaking his head like, <laughs> I think you're damn right it is, you Danny. That, you think that was it, Sean? <laughs> I think Brad every day would go and be like, Al Horford. You can trade for him. Like, there was four times. Every time we talk about trading, it was like, whoa. We what about before that? What about before that? I wouldn't be surprised if he was just like, yo, no matter what, just get him signed, please, if you can. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't think, don't get me wrong. Let me, let me, let me correct that, though. I don't think he despised Danny for not getting it done. When he heard the news, he must have been like, well, there goes Al. You know, what are you going to do? I'm yeah. sure he was like that, but then. Maybe when you went to OKC, maybe maybe he knocked on that door a couple of times. Like, hey, we can get out here midseason if you could try it. And maybe Danny said no. Or maybe it was an ongoing joke, you know. But either way, I, I could see that. I could see Danny making that joke. Like, hey, now you can go get your boy. Yeah, you could have gotten him for the TPE if you wanted to. Yeah, but you mean before, before Fournier, though. Yeah, no, right now. You could yeah. have trade deadline, got sent the TPE. Yeah, because yeah, you still play. had, like, yeah. Got out if you wanted to. So he never, he never did it, so. I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, I do think Danny was like, no, that ship has sailed. But Brad was like, dumb, man, I want him back. So I think I think that was a little bit of a dynamic going on there for a while. Joel, what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess, like, if you're looking at just a TPE for him, though, like, that 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 would have been done, I think, you know, sooner. But a first-round, you'd have to put a first-round pick on it, too. Like, yeah, yeah, but Danny, yeah. You, but Danny which is what, that's what Orlando got. First-round pick, bro. <laughs> well, no, not a first-round. Uh, yeah, probably. You'd probably put a first <laughs> Danny? Round pick, yeah. yeah, Danny wouldn't do that, though. Yeah, retiring day though we didn't know he was on his way. Well, out. I mean, yeah. but I mean, Orlando but essentially, Orlando go. essentially was just giving away, you know, players too. This thing, you know, with the whole Evan Fournier thing, is like, all right, it's a fire sale. Yeah, sure, we'll take, we'll take Jeff, you know, Jeff T. We ain't gonna use him. We're gonna cut him. Uh, you got what? What was it? Two second round picks that went that went uh, to Orlando? Yeah, so yeah, you know that hurt Danny but, a bit. Yeah, and you know, and it was and up. it was a TP that was created for the, in that trade as well. So you know what though, the Vucevic. <laughs> The Vucevic thing is TPE's thing. for everybody. TPE's for everybody. You get <laughs> TPE. You get TPE. Everybody get TPEs. Doesn't this make you question the Vucevic thing? Like if they if they wouldn't give up the picks for Vucevic. Oh, here we go with the Vucevic. No, but the Vucevic thing, you know, they actually wanted <laughs> no. a player back in that return. Should, like, exactly. Uh, uh, that some, Chicago uh, deal, yeah. there's no way in hell you're gonna top that. Yeah, you weren't gonna top that. But Wendell Carter sort of sucks, bro. He's not very good. Like But he has the potential to be think. good though. Yeah, that's what you think for now. Like, <laughs> yeah, he has the potential yeah, but, to be good. Yeah. I'm saying the Suns. The Suns also not not that, not that this is the Suns thing, but like just for example, like Suns thought that Dragon Bender was going to be good. You thought he was going to be good. You, I mean, you thought, thought that, that yeah. you thought that the Celtics should consider him at that time. Except over Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Yeah, yeah. People get shit wrong. You know that shit happens. Uh, just, that shit's always but, happened. But also, also, I think that Danny doesn't like once Danny fucking is done with you, man. He's done with you. He could have signed Jay Crowder multiple times. He could oh, traded for Jay Crowder. He could have tra- he could have signed Isaiah. He could have traded for Al. Anybody he's he's did. Yo, Jay Jay Jay. Up until not- this season, when he signed with with the Phoenix Suns, he was still on that original Celtics deal. Just yeah. Yeah. just going around the league. <laughs> yeah. No, his his path is insane. Did you see like since he's he was like draft like I watched like the, he's been on like seven different teams and he's had a seven year NBA career. I think that's crazy. So with this deal, right, for the next two years, it saves the Celtics about twenty million dollars. Huge. Heading into this offseason, Evan Fournier was obviously that's a big question mark. Should Celtics, you know, bring him back? Should let him go? Let him walk? Now, I think it's a no brainer, right? You bring him back? No. Yeah. I don't need Evan Fournier. Get someone better. 
this guy's killing it. Yeah, man. This dude. <laughs> what do you mean? Because like the Celtics look so good that they're attractive now to other free agents. Like, what, 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 what are we doing here when you can get? Uh, we Evan, were just all getting along. Too. Seriously, when Evan Fournier, <laughs> you have his bird rights. You don't have to fucking throw the bag at him. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, see? Really yeah, is. yeah. See, I, I like to, that's exactly what, what, what Joel's saying right now. Like, I love saying? that that could be your new trading chip. <laughs> there's always a market for that, dude. There's always a market out there for that. Otherwise, I'll tell you this much. Otherwise, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. Okay, if they do keep Fournier, if they're in a tough spot because next year, you know, with with Marcus Smart, but I think going into next season with this whole new, uh, maybe a new identity, maybe a new approach with Al Horford back in the mix, I, I don't want to call it a pay cut, but do either of you see Marcus Smart heading into free agency, being demanding big money and all that? Like, I know, I know, I'm, I'm thinking way down the road here, but like, let's talk about Fournier real quick because I want to. Okay. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking. There's a lot of people out there saying that one of these guys have to go. One of these guys have to be your chip into, to getting someone else out there. Whether it's Fournier walking or trading Marcus Smart and keeping Fournier. All right, I'm going to give Fournier three years, thirty six million. That's all I'm getting. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen, bro. Anything 12, above twelve million dollars? You don't anything, think anything above that? I, it's not worth the money on Fournier, bro. I just don't think that he is. He's wor- He's not a. He's not on this Celtics team. He's not worth twenty million dollars. That's insane. Well, no one, no one's saying twenty million, but you know, sixteen, seventeen million. That's that's that out of the question. Yeah, <laughs> I think it is. I think if it's over fifteen dollars, fifteen million dollars, I'm just not doing that. That's gonna lock you up. Like, like yes, you can trade the piece. I guess you can trade the piece, but you don't think there's a better player out there? Would you give Marcus that much money? Have you seen the free agency class that's coming up right now? Um, not, not really, but okay, I, then. Right. Well, no, no, no. You're talking about next season though. Next, next summer is good. You're, next summer. That, see, that's the thing. I, I think you, you try to line yourself up for, for next off season, but for one year, I'm just, I'm thinking, I'm just thinking about it right now, man, between Fournier and, and, and smart. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's tough. I feel like well, one, one of these guys well, are going to be here. Yeah. Between Fournier and smart. Right. I mean, if you, if you can get, if you can get Fournier to agree to a one year, $20 million deal, then I'm totally cool with that. Like you can't put yourself yeah. to say, okay, like you're gonna sign this guy because I I don't think you sign him long term, but I don't think you sign him for I don't think he's gonna sign for one year. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm, a two year deal with with the second one being an option. Maybe yeah, I like that. And he had a he had a very unhealthy season, and he wants to go into free agency being the best. So if you say one year twenty yeah, mil, he wasn't unhealthy in terms of like injuries. He was unhealthy because of COVID, bro. Yes, you can it say the same matter. thing. You can say the same thing about. He looked like shit when he came back. No, he did. His first game, he, no, went, he oh, did it, bro. He averaged no. he averaged eighteen points a game. What the fuck did you want from him? He was averaging nineteen. In the <laughs> what the fuck did you want? <laughs> Seriously, dude, <laughs> you want him to be? You want him to be no, the next? You want him to be Jalen Brown two point Like that wasn't gonna happen, dude. I just, I just, <laughs> you know what? Maybe it's his hair, bro. I don't know. It's bald. Fucking. I, I would like to see them both come back, but two year deal. Somewhere I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna say you're gonna you're gonna have to give him the at least above forty. So I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking I'm thinking twenty like three year like fifty. No, that's ridiculous. That's too much. That's gonna put you in. And, that, and you know what? That's the a, only way to do that's that a, that's about sixteen. Is if it's a part of a sign and trade. If it's a part of a sign and trade, I would do that. Right? I would. I mean, that sign and trade him. Give him whatever he wants. But if he's if you're like saying we want Evan Fournier, because guys. Evan Fournier is going to be the third scoring option. You're not, not, not necessarily because you don't know who you're going to be. You're going to get a point guard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're not done here. This they're is, not done. This is going to be the whole team. Anyone at point guard, 
if you're signing Evan Fournier to this much money? Like they're still they're still trading options, bro. It's not like we're done. They're done trading. I would love to see Evan Fournier in a sign and trade for Malcolm Brogdon. That would that would be what I want. Now you're talking about someone that's really injury prone. That's fucking Malcolm Brogdon, bro. Right. All right. That's true. Uh, All right. With that being said, let's let's uh, let's, let's wrap up this episode. The way we wrap up every single episode here on Causeway Street. We take our trip around the league with Joel's in case you missed it. 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 Joel, what did we miss? So apparently according to uh good old Woj, you know, that Woj guy, the Celtics are coaching their search obviously is uh still ongoing, but they've uh, apparently they've focused on three assistant coaches that are actually still in the playoffs right now. All right. They're bringing back um Darvin Ham, who's with the Bucks. They're bringing back Chauncey Billups, who's with the Clippers, and they're bringing back Udoka from the Nets. Yeah, all, yeah, all yeah, assistant like coaches right now like for a second interview because they've been all three of these dudes have been interviewed apparently already. So I don't know how you guys feel about this. Does that mean that they're just narrowing down to just these three guys? Udoka seems to have the uh, has the thumbs up from a lot of the Celtics players, obviously because he was part of the, the Team USA a few years ago and the FIBA World Cup under uh, Greg Popovich. He's been coaching with Greg Popovich or part of his staff for quite some time. He was actually in um, he was with the Sixers last year before he ended up with the, the Nets. So he's got, got a lot of coaching experience, I think, out of the three that we're talking about here. I think even more so than, than, than him, even though I feel like him has been assistant coach ever since he was still playing in the league. But so you're suiting up or you uh you're gonna put yeah, on your jersey <laughs> i thought that darvin ham played a little stint on the celtics but i was i was mistaken yeah yeah i bet you uh you're one search away from finding that out <laughs> <laughs> one google click one away. search from realizing <laughs> oh, i'll never play for the celtics yeah I still like Billups, but it, I just feel like no, he's, he's destined. He's destined for Portland. That's what I'm saying. I was, I was about to say. I think I think Billups has a better shot, or he's like on the top of their list over there in Portland, more so than the Celtics. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how. I like you make it. You make it a Doka, a Doka. Yeah, I like that because of yeah. The, you, you you said it. The Team USA thing. The connection that he had there. Um, his pedigree. He's, he's very. He's a defensive minded guy. Got to get back to defense, man. I think Brad Stevens gonna. He's gonna push that philosophy hard with the, with the role that he's in yeah, and, and that, rightfully so rightfully so and let's not forget too I, brad was on that 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 staff that coaching staff as well so he's cool with doka so that's always going to be a plus and you know your two your two stars here your two faces of the franchise approve so i don't know the, I, this this search is probably going to go on throughout the playoffs until like probably after the finals if i had to guess yeah i think i think so too um I think I think the more the more it looks, the more Adoku is the guy. You just call him Sudoku, bro. <laughs> no, did I call he did. He said he said Adoku. Did you call him Sudoku, bro? <laughs> Udoka. Don't worry about it. It's not important. It's not important. All right, what else? What else you missed? What else you missed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doka, Doka. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Doka. Yeah, in case you missed it, congrats to the Suns and the Clippers who are officially gonna battle it out, face off in the Western Conference Finals. So, you know, speaking it's of Billups, be crazy so Billups. You know, back in the back in the Conference Finals, as he, he always was as a fucking player. Yo, seems. look out for look out for. Uh, <laughs> Terrence Mann and the Clippers, man. Let me tell you, man. Terrence Mann is just yo, leading this team. Yo, bro. yo, yo. It's fucking Lowell's finest. 
Lowell's fucking <laughs> finest kid. Oh yeah, Jerome told me earlier. It's the hot of Lowell. He's that fucking hot of Lowell now. It's not. Hey, Trump, did you know? Did you know about this? Yeah, I, I read about it in the Boston Globe today for the first time. I, had no <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say because uh, you would have been you would have been shouting this all night. Yo, I learned about it as I'm watching the game because they shouted that out at least two times. They're like, oh, you know. <laughs> From Massachusetts, Lowell, Massachusetts. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Is he really? I had no Never would have guessed that. No Never would have guessed that. <laughs> no idea uh, that that was. The dude that low-key <laughs> sort of looks like Marquise Dales. I wouldn't have Yo, him. he looks like Marquise Dales. He's like little brother, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like his little brother. Like literally. Someone was like, yo, that's Marquise's little brother, I, I believe. The, the hair hair and everything, you know? They're like, <laughs> same mother, yeah. different father. That's the the, different the demeanor. <laughs> like just like easy going. Oh, some some of those shots he couldn't control himself, but he was almost just like smiling, like "Yo, is this really happening." He's like, like oh, yo, "Shout out to him, man!" Right. Drop thirty nine, motherfuckers. Dropping thirty nine. Didn't even know at the end of the game because he was just he was in the zone. Like he was just he was he was in his own world. He was just like living his living his life, going through the motions, like outer body experience. You 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 name it. That's yeah. what he was going. No, I was just gonna say in that interview too with Paul George, so humble, bro. He reminds me of me after he puts up thirty nine points. <laughs> Yeah, for real. You caught that too, right? Yeah, he yeah. reminds me of a, reminds me of a young me. I'm like, all right, Paul. You weren't saying this when he was sitting on the bench. Like, Paul. I don't remember you dropping 39 in your second year in the league, bro. <laughs> That's you were playing. You were playing behind Danny Granger. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> He's like, bro, you said two words to me until today, bro. All right. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> bro, you thought I was one of the ball boys. <laughs> Just in game one. Fuck out of here. That's how we met. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> When Coach said I was starting, he you were like, who? <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. We're going to Kawhi tonight, so we're going to have our man here. We're going to have Terrence Mann starting, starting this play. Yo, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm pretty critical of Paul George, but while, while Terrence Mann was cooking, there was a couple possessions where he was getting, like, triple T, and Terrence Mann was like, yo, hey, yo. yo. And Paul yeah. George just, like, tried to just dribble through everybody. He was just like, hold on, hold on. Right, you, brought, you brought us back, but I'm going to give us the lead. I'm going to give us the lead. I was just like, yo, chill, bro. Pass yeah. that ball. Yeah. Fucking, what did what did he have like twenty three in that in that in that quarter and Paul had four. He's like, this this can't happen. I need to I need to boost this up a little bit. You know, the, seven, <laughs> the seventeen old run uh, it had your finger, fingerprints all over it. What about me? He's like, I gotta change the narrative. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been scoring thirty five plus for the last three games. Come on, man. <laughs> He's like, fuck. This is the Terrence Mann game. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, no, no Kawhi. This is supposed to be my game. <laughs> exactly. No Kawhi. Yo, what? So what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Sons, sons. Uh, but hold on, hold on, but hold on, but hold on, real quick, real oh, quick. Oh, okay. Because, you know, what you got? What you right. Got? You know, we 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 all know, right? Because it was stated multiple times during this game. First time in in their history, fifty season, the Clippers are going to the to a conference finals. Okay, that. But that's right. No Kawhi. Kawhi didn't travel with the team to Phoenix. He stayed back in L.A. to uh, rehab, but they're calling an ACL injury. Okay, don't know if it's Ooh. torn. Don't know if it's straight, oh, whatever. He's trying it is. to play. He's trying to play. He's trying All right. To play. So he he stayed back. He didn't travel. So he probably won't be there for game yeah. two either, if I had to guess. All right. And on the but flip they're, side, they're, see, they're being careful with the wording for a reason. For they're real, for real. Yeah. They're like, they're like, yeah, they see. Yeah. It's like, it's like when KG, remember KG, KG had a leg injury. We didn't know what kind of injury it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we never injury. knew. They just kept saying, yo, the, Celtics, the further the Celtics go, the higher chance uh, of KG coming back. That's what they were doing until they were like, yeah, you also get the shot down. <laughs> The also oh. transparent Celtics uh, staff, <laughs> <laughs> staff, the Celtics physicians are the sketchiest. Those guys are the sketchiest guys. Brian Dude, with their reports. Brian, <laughs> Brian, Brian Dude. Dude trying to always do with the okie doke when it came to like <laughs> KG. That had, that had Eddie Lissert's fingerprint tips all over. Yeah, no, that's all I was saying. 
Nah, and Lesser was forever was forever trying to give us the okie doke. Nah, yo, Lesser Lesser <laughs> would tell it to you straight. Be like, yo, Larry Bird's back is fucked. I don't know what you want me to do. I don't know how you want me to fix this. Yeah, that, that like, was, that was know, in his heyday. Bro. Have him lay down. Have him lay down in between timeouts. I don't know. Just just have him just lay on the floor. I don't know. I I, I can nothing he, I can do for him. Wait. You want Larry to lay on the floor? Yeah, lay on the floor. Just lay, just lay on the floor, right? You know? He's like, I'm flying in world-class chiropractors, all right? Like, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. All right? all right. So on the flip side, right, you got Chris Paul, who's still in COVID protocol. No, there's no word on if he's going to be out of that anytime soon. So obviously game one, no Kawhi, no Chris Paul. All right? Now, I think we all kind of predicted this, right, when we made our predictions that it was going to be, you know, Suns and Clippers, right, and the Western Conference Finals. I still got the Clippers because this Chris Paul thing is, I think it's going to affect the Suns more so than Kawhi not being on the Clippers. It's going to go the distance, though, I think. Okay. All right. Either way, it's going to be a dope series. So I can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. This, this has been a great playoffs, man. I just hate all the injuries. But yeah, but I mean, like, clearly no lead is safe in any of these fucking games. No, man. Be no lead by, is safe ever in basketball. You can be up by 35, and then it's just like all of a sudden two minutes left. I bet you. What was it? Twenty-seven points. Twenty-seven points. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, and and like the whole Donovan Mitchell thing. Like, where did he go, bro? Like, what? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> supposed to be like the the best jazz player of all time, according to Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Kirsten, bro. To... Stephen A. Kirsten. <laughs> yeah, for fucking Kirsten, bro. <laughs> I want to. I want to see this motherfucker on Monday. I want to see what he's got to say. Yo. I hope he fucking apologizes. <laughs> like, yo, my bad, yo. I I hey, I bust Utah all time state. Yeah, I, I ejaculated too early. I'm sorry, my man. I'm yeah, so sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go apologize oh, to Utah right now. Guy. Call Carl Malone right now on air. I know, right? <laughs> and I took it personal. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, know, Carl Malone needs to needs to speak up. Carmelo has been seen at a, at a jazz game since. No, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> no, no, Carmelo's on a farm somewhere. As soon as he gets worried in a couple of months, it's a wrap for Stephen A. Bro. For real. Uh, yeah. So, in case you missed it, speaking of the Suns. Devin Booker, who was uh, who apparently has a uh, committed to Team USA, along with Tatum, Lillard, and Bradley Beal, called Jalen. They're building healthy. quite a squad there, by the way, with this uh, Team USA squad that's going to compete in next month's Olympics. Jalen needs to get healthy soon, make that trip, so him and Tatum can keep bonding. That's all I got. <laughs> keep bonding. Just even if, even if he doesn't play, just have him there. Yeah, just have him there. <laughs> just have him there. All right, I got yeah. you. I got hey, you. All right. Otherwise, show. somebody's going to recruit Tatum, and the future's going to look bleak. All right, <laughs> for Celtics fans, <laughs> depending depending on what coach they get, because if it's if it's Adoka, then they might be all right. Yeah. All right. So Just don't bring Sudoku. Yeah. Sudoku's no. 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 Good. That's a, that's a horrible game. Don't play that yeah. game. Uh, even though the Olympics are in, in Tokyo, <laughs> young our, our young listeners are like, "What's Sudoku?" <laughs> all right. So so Booker, right? He asked via <coughs> social media for the uh, for the info of the the infamous Suns and Four fan, right? Who was kicked? Who kicked the shit out of two Denver Nuggets fans during Game Three? Suns and Four. Nick McKellar, okay, fought off two drunken fucking Nuggets fans after he got beer dumped on him. Yeah, I would I would have done the same shit, even if I got kicked out. I'm like, oh, that's just the ultimate sign of disrespect. Fucking beer getting sure. getting tossed on you. So, uh, so Booker reached out to to Keller and uh, and gave him a signed jersey and tickets to Western Conference Finals game. Obviously, one of those. So Devin Booker advocates for violence. Okay, <laughs> yo, yo, it was in self defense, bro. It was self defense. <laughs> they said that, that he said that they were talking shit, and all he said was, you know, when they were about to leave, he just waved. He said bye, you know. Bye. No, that dude sucker punched him. That no, that was fucked up. Yeah, that was fucked up. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, but 
that dude, actually, uh, McKellar here, you went from having 600 followers on IG to 37,500 followers after all that melee, right? Did people see the video? And he has, yeah, people have seen the video. I mean, <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. Has, <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you got all the followers? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think he got the, I think he got more sort of followers after um, this dude was looking for him, Booker. So this dude has Sons and Four merch with Barstool right now. So I think he's doing pretty well for himself. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. It's the best. It's, it's, it's the ass whooping that just keeps on giving. You know, good for him. Good for him. All right. In case you missed it. Carmelo Anthony and Lala have called it quits after 11 years of marriage. Lala filed for divorce officially, stating irreconcilable no, differences. No, he's still balling, Lala. What's your, what's your problem? <laughs> still playing? The couple who was, uh, you know, they had been separated back in 2017, looked like they were, you know, going back on track, spent 2020 in quarantine with their 14-year-old no, son. Yeah. Lala, Lala was the one who started messing around with, what's his name, Tommy Egan? Like, that was messed up. <laughs> You know, like what did you expect and from her? And then she had like this, you know, this other son that no one knew about, Cash, and right, like, Cash. Yeah. And she was then she go, she, go, she went to court for yeah. something. She got yeah. like a subpoena. Yeah. I mean, he went, he went across the country, and then all hell broke loose. You know, right. went, so she's not she's court. not so innocent either, guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone's like, "What the fuck are y'all talking about?" <laughs> power, guys, power. Go watch that. Go, go subscribe to Stars because Stars. No one has Stars. You got to subscribe to Stars. So go watch that. Power six seasons. Of greatness, all right. Find out about, find out about my, my my guy Tommy Egan. Man. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, find so out back, all about him. So back to Mello, back to Mello, right? So apparently, back to, back to real life. All back right. to Anna, right? Apparently, there's a woman that claims Mello is the father of her newborn twins. Oh, jeez, that is right. Two you heard of it correctly. Twins, all right? Two for one. She says that despite knowing that Mello was still married, they I quote talked almost every day. All of last year, according to according to this thirty uh, eight year old woman, you know, uh, allegedly. Yeah, he, I mean, it's been a, it's been a tough couple seasons. Though, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like the, no, the, yeah, the bubble, you know. Yeah. I mean, allegedly, he had the quick the quick off season. You know, thirty eight year old woman. Jeez. Well, Melo is thirty seven, <laughs> but yeah, <I'm> bro. Just... <laughs> I, I, I think I think she's game, bro. I think yeah, she's yeah, game. yeah. Good check to what is I think, that? That's fun, Melo. She's 83, man. I think she's old enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, More than 83? What old is enough. that? <laughs> old enough. <laughs> so allegedly this woman says that when uh, they found out that she was pregnant back in September, they had agreed to uh, get an abortion, but apparently Melo never showed up the day that she was uh, set to uh, have this procedure done. And... Uh, Pretty much just saying that uh, she wants Mello to be part of her twins' lives. I'm sure she. I'm sure he does. You sure he does? I'm. I'm sure he's pissed that he didn't go to that uh, second I mean, appointment. You know, well, according does. according to according no. to this woman, according to this woman, Mello told her the reason why he didn't show up is because he was trying to work things out with Lala and his son. So I don't know if this is this story is even true. If this is the source of why they're officially getting divorced, but oh Mello, man. Mello Lala, is a, Lala knew, knew all about that appointment. Mello, Mello is a free agent, you know, if you're wondering if he's, uh, you know, uh, signed with the Trailblazers or not. So we shall see what will happen to Carmelo and his divorce. All right. <laughs> Mello's a free agent? Yes, he is. You know, he's been signing, no. one, he's been signing one-year deals <laughs> the last Don't think years. about it. He Why said, not? Mello's a free agent? He's like, I signed him over fucking 48. I know you're going to say something. Hell yeah. I knew you were going to say something like that. Hell yeah. I knew you were going to say something like that. Hell yeah. Left 48 watch. You're going to get. 
You'll get a Fournier in a one-year deal with Carmelo. I would. <laughs> you do see, that you do, you thought that? I thought, yo, TPEM guys, come on, TPEM, yeah, real fucking quick. couple second rounders, you know. <laughs> Portland's like absolutely not. All right, guys, I got an update. I got an update. I got an in case you missed it. Update. 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 On the whale guy, <laughs> the whale guy from Cape Cod. You know, fucking the, fraud. You know, the, 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 you know, according to some experts. No, stop playing. And the story saying that it he may not be Jimmy true. Kimmel, guys. He was on Jimmy Say, Kimmel. He's saying that this story may not be true because he should have suffered some sort of ear issues when he got taken at least 45 feet underwater when he was in the mouth of a fucking whale, right? This is, this is what they're saying, under pressure, things like that. But Jimmy Kimmel and Trevor Noah, they believe this guy. They believe this guy. <laughs> Trevor Noah does too. They believe him, all right? <laughs> They believe Michael. They believe Michael Packard. Under what? Under what basis? Check this out. I got some fun facts about Michael Packard. Michael. Michael Packard. I got some fun facts about Mr. Packard here. Okay, he apparently survived a plane crash in Costa Rica back in two thousand one. Oh, this dude got stories, man. All He's right? a story guy. He's okay. that guy. He's the story guy. You know how? You know how? And uh, uh, Lucha was saying that uh, he wanted um, Casey Affleck or I forget who to play to play him in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Packard says he wants Matt Damon to play him <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, this dude got this dude got demand. Assuming wow. there is one. So the audacity of this dude. That's what I got. That's what I got there when it comes to uh Mr. Packard, you know? <laughs> Yo, talk yeah. about 15 minutes. He's like, nah, man, this is gonna be this is the thing. I think it'd be you know 15 he's minutes. Like, of fame. Like, I'm gonna make this a full hour, okay? Yeah. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. At least he didn't go the biblical route and be like, you know, try to be like a Pretend to be like a Jesus freak and be like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. and and he does have a witness. I didn't know that. Yeah, he this did. Guy, Jimmy Kimmel was with him. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, I don't think I don't think he's trying. He's trying to give us the okie dokie. I think he really did get get engulfed by a <laughs> whale. Too, that didn't sound too convincing, though. I don't know. You guys check it out. Let's know what you think. Well, the thing with Jimmy, <laughs> you never know. Well, you do for the most part if he's being sarcastic or he's actually being serious when he says, "Oh no, I believe you." Like you, you know, you, that's yeah. I, I I feel your story. I, 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 I no no no. I'm talking about the guy, the witness. Like the way he told it, it was just like, oh okay. He was a little nervous. Yeah. And last but not least, in case you missed it, a statue in the honor of uh, Celtics and Holy Cross legend Bob Cousy was unveiled out at the DCU Center in Worcester, about Massachusetts, on Friday. So uh, congrats to the to the great Coos as uh, Mike Gorman MC the outdoor event, which is attended by Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker. Along with the yeah, I mean, he only retired about fifty years ago. Seriously. So I guess it was, it was time. Yeah, he's only time. he's only ninety three years old, guys. So you know, it was it's the weirdest statue of all time. Do you guys see it? Like, no. why is his arms so long? Why does he have two basketballs? Why is his legs so short? I don't get it. Because he was a wizard at what he did at his craft. There, Sean, come on. He actually he actually perfected his craft, unlike others who say they want to perfect. Yeah, it's like the classic video him him dribbling two two basketballs all low. Yeah. Obviously Even the Celtics, though you can't do that in a game, obviously. Obviously, the Celtics uh, owners were there with Grosbeck and Steve Paliuka, among others. So, congrats to um, the great Bob Cousy. All congrats. Right. Salute. That's going to do it for this edition of uh, In Case You Missed It. Hit us up on all social media platforms at Causeway Street. CausewayStreet.com for your Celtics offseason news, rumors, and opinions. Check out um, some options for point guard to replace Kemba if you uh, hit up causewaystreet.com and also subscribe to uh, the Causeway After Hours on Patreon for exclusive content and our after show podcast among other things. All That's right. right. 
We're picking a winner this week. So everybody cross your fingers until you until, until next week's episode. More jersey giveaways. All right. I don't know if the Kimmel Walker jerseys will be available, but hey, you want one? But I think, if I'm not mistaken, I'm sure they got Al Horford, though. There they do. Mr. 42. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's his number. Yeah. So, before I forget, happy Juneteenth, everyone, which is a, an official federal holiday, finally. Finally. Let's not forget. Shout out to my public school who never mentioned it once. Never. Up. Never, ever. I, yep. Yep. Sounds like, sounds like three guys who uh, received education in Massachusetts. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe but they do it now. But don't Maybe let that do be you. If they weren't wanna... doing that shit before. Yeah, don't let that be you. You know, go 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 brush up. Go do go do your research. And let's not forget, you know, Black Lives Matter. Stop aging hate. Let's pray for peace in the Middle East. Let's continue to fight towards all equality. All right? That's all I got. So Welcome back, Al. That's right. Officially. Yeah, Welcome right. back, Al. Okay. Yeah. Shout out, shout out don't, to Anna. Don't shout even, out to Anna don't even, on too. Don't even pay any mind to any negativity this year, all that shit that you know, just do your thing, all right? Because this is going to be, it's going to be a good thing, all right. This is going to be something that people are going to remember as obviously Brad's first move, but it's going to be like, well, things really got started when he brought Al Horford back. You know, it's going to be good. That's like you know, 2016 all over again. Yeah, the rebuild really got its legs when they signed Al Horford. But that's what that, well, no, that's what I was about to say. He was the first. Like he, gonna, he, was, he was the yeah. first like free agent that the Celtics had signed in like forever at I that know, point. So I don't think it's going to be like this. Coming what I mean circle. by that is I don't think it's going to be like the, the, the biggest move Danny does. I mean, Danny, Brad does. But I just think it's going to be that one that, like like you said, it's like it has, it's got his name on all, all over it. It's like, oh, yeah. The first thing he did was brought his guy back, and then you just knew, okay, Brad's going to do whatever the hell he wants. He's not afraid to do what he, whatever the hell he wants, you know? Like, like two weeks into the job, he he, he made this trade. He, he pulled the trigger on this trade before even picking a coach. Like, and I don't think that's a bad thing, but I just think he's all in. He's, he's focused. He, he knows what this team's missing, and also, don't be surprised if you know Jason Tatum has something to do with this, or at least that he he consulted with him. Because man, the the, the first Celtics media day after Al left, he was like, "Yo, Al Horford was one of my, that's one of my favorite teammates I've ever had." Like, so <laughs> it's just I think it's all relative. No, you're right, you're right, and and you'll see within like the next like few weeks of all, there's gonna be more reports coming out of how like. Kemba and Stevens didn't see eye to eye as coach and player and I've, I've already seen like shit like that and it's just gonna get worse but trade happened so something not to worry about it and just move forward at this point alright guys we'll see you next week alright man talk to y'all soon peace, peace.